0: What is going on, Rudder Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean seven eight nine zero four. If you want to get all technical on me, it is two thirty on the East Coast, eleven thirty on the West Coast, one thirty Tennessee time. Of course, of course, it, that means it's time for the flagship show here at Rudder Grinders. It is called it's called Grinders Live. Join me today, intimate show, uh, two man booth. It's myself and Jordan. You all know him as Blender. What's going on, Blender? How
1: are things? Hey, going you, you you slowed down on the times. You're so used to memorizing. That it's on at 5.30 and 4.30 and then three hours. Is that okay? Whatever. Math and time zones are hard, man. Well, oh, if, you, if you can't even get the math right on the time zones, I, was gonna, I should really weigh the projections that you're using. What time is it in Dubuque right now?
0: In Dubuque? That's central time zone. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> That was more like what? What state is the Buick in? That's also what I was asking. It's in Iowa. Wow. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just throwing some curveballs at you. Yeah. Hey, we're early. Yeah. Of course, I know the, the flagship show does not normally start this time, but uh, the sites are not uh, cooperating. I wouldn't say no. They're it's not doing the same thing. That's all. They're, they're giving us choices, which I appreciate. Uh, DK DraftKings is uh, they have a six game slate. Their first game start at four oh five. With uh, they're basically they're including the Washington Philadelphia game and the New York. Uh, the New York series as well. And then of course we have a three hour pause. So Fandle's got a four game slate. DK's got a seven game slate. And uh, Jordan, we were touching on this pre-show a little bit. Uh, the- these two slates could not be any different for multiple reasons. Uh, not just not just the fact that they're adding in different games, but just the salaries are DK specifically are really goofy. What happened over there at DraftKings? I think someone dropped whatever server algorithm
1: thing that, that they do to do the pricing. It just like, uh, Oh yeah. Taiwan Walker for, for whatever reason, just like just a half off sale. And then the Mets, I don't know that, what did they put him in? Did they take the Mets out of the, out of the server computer, whatever all the pricing in. And then they just like threw it into like whatever, into some type of, some type of toilet. And then it came out and it's like, okay, no one's priced more than three K other than like Robinson Cano and Todd Frazier, who his price is from when he was on, the Rangers, <laughs> like he's priced up more than Alonzo. But the 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 thing is for the DK slate, because of the Taiwan Walker price and because uh-huh. of the Mets price, you don't need to do both. Like it's one of those things where do you really need the Mets bats or do you really need Taiwan Walker? And on FanDuel, you don't have that problem at all. The Mets aren't on the slate, and Taiwan Walker is ninety two hundred, and there's no way you play him for ninety two hundred on Fan.
0: Yeah, um, it is really interesting. And we, you could also argue <clears> – <throat> you could argue you can leave – like, I don't know, you're, the, you're more of a tournament guy. You'll touch on this. You make the goof of your lineups because baseball and you embrace the variance. But how much are you leaving on the table in, in DK? Like, in theory, you probably can leave, like, 4K. I don't know. <laughs> 5K? I mean, you, you
1: could, but I'd, you can get different and still use all your salaries. So I don't think it's necessary mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm going to play Walker and a Mets stack and leave 5K on the table and take – Roman Quinn over Bryce Harper. It's like that. <laughs> there's a there's a there's six games on the slate. There's enough options. Six games, twelve teams, nine batters. Right. We're talking about what 108 options. We got uh, you got twelve pitchers. I mean, you're not going to use most of them. So if you do that permutation, like you don't have to worry about you know you could leave a thousand on the table, but if you happen to leave three hundred to five hundred, that's 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 not a big deal. But I wouldn't be going out of my way to not take a better batter just for the sake of, of leaving
0: money on the table. Yeah, it it, it is really wild. And, uh, you know, the, the Tywon Walker thing, it Just I don't understand that price on DK. He's not, like, a great pitcher, but he's a perfectly fine pitcher. And Boston's not good. Uh, the ballpark's not great. It's a big total in that game. The total's more on the Toronto side. Toronto uh, expected to score more runs. And then, like you said, the Mets – I don't know if they have that for like seven inning scoring or they thought like Cole was going to be pitching for the the Yankees. They thought Randy Johnson was going to be pitching based (laughs) on the Mets price.
1: (laughs) J.A. is not that good of a pitcher.
0: Yeah. I I just, I I don't know what's going on, but uh, Polar Bears, 3K, you know, Pete Alonso, JD Davis is 2-8, McNeil is 2-5. And it is just weird. And it's, it's an interesting push pull of like, do I want the cheap Mets or do I want the, the cheap Walker? And, you can absolutely do neither. Like you can have, and you can also make lineups that are perfectly fine that have nothing to do with Walker, and you don't need the Mets either because just the way the pricing is. Is that? I mean, have you found yourself doing stuff like that as well? And that's probably right, different. I, currently, in my lineups, I'm I'm playing mostly the mid stakes GPPs.
1: I'm not playing the large field typically when I'm on a show. I don't have necessarily the time to make a hundred lineups. Uh, I mean, even though you know we have crunch time, whatever, it's a pinch. So I, I hand build some. I I have no Mets stacks. Uh, I have them as one-offs. I have some McNeil second-base position on DraftKings. Kind of sucks today. Uh, Davis, I mean, I want the righty-bats against Hap. So, like, Davis at third base seems fine to me. Or using uh, Alonzo, Frazier, uh, I mean, even Chirinos. But, I mean, he's 3,500 batting ninth. So, I'm, I'm more inclined to do that. But, I mean, if you're stacking the Mets, that means you're playing, what, Kershaw, Clevenger? And even then... You still have over five K left per, per bat, and it's like yeah. Uh, then it's like oh, I guess I'm playing Harper and Soto. I guess I'm playing you know a Bellinger, or Trout, or something. I mean, <laughs> you can make those lineups. but any lineup that looks like that is going to be if you stack the Mets today, it's 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 almost impossible not to have a similar lineup to someone. Well, play that play, play like Dylan Cease.
0: You can play Dylan Cease with the Kershaw.
1: But it's still it, the Met stack. I mean, it's 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 you know the vomit stacks that I always talk about. Sure. Like, this is underneath a vomit stack. I mean, I mean, if we take a look, let's take a look at the Mets starting lineup. The Mets starting lineup is 2500 2800 3000 3700 3200 $3, The 2K guys, if you use Marisnik, you use Ahmed Rosario, I mean, this stack price is like... Well, you know, uh, you're not, you, I mean, you
0: can use those guys, but I, I don't think that's the place that people are going to go first. But I hear even if you
1: use all the expensive guys. I mean, yes, Kino's, correct. Not even the best the players. You used it, this lineup, you're paying like 14 k Now... That's, I mean, great from a vomit stack perspective. But the problem is, is that anyone that stacks the Mets five man, like the lineup's going to look the same. I mean, there's no, there's, you have unless you're leaving 3000 on the table, you're playing two expensive pitchers and three expensive one-offs because, because you can, there's, we don't have a, you know, it's not like we have two 11 K pitchers. It's not like that. So like. Like, I, I'm using the Mets as one-offs at these funky prices.
0: That's kind of where I'm at. I, I'm a, and I, Hap is a guy I want the righties against the more, more than the lefties. I don't know how, how deep Happ's going to go. But, uh, I mean, Polar Bear, Alonzo, 3K is one of my favorite play. like Davis as well at 2.8. But, I mean, sure, you can play Conforto and Dom Smith, and you can get the McNeil who's leading off at 2.5K, and you know, just for value. And, again, we keep talking about it. I don't know how much money you really – how much is salary a thing on this slate? Uh, and I, I, want, I want to see what we have as far as our ownership projection for the Mets, because it makes for an interesting conversation. One of the things I always talk about, and I'm sure you talk about as well too, is that people want instant gratification. They want to make a lineup and they want to watch their players now. And I always talk about that when the, the slate locks at seven and the games are at 10 o'clock and Joe Madden's sleeping and we don't have Madden's lineup just yet, but you know, the Dodgers don't play until like eight hours from now. Uh, who's, who's, who's locking in Dodgers now? And also we don't know what the status of Bellinger. He's been out for several games and, we were talking about this pre-show, and we don't know if they're going to play him. Of course, he has; he's got to be one hundred percent. The Dodgers are currently twenty-eight and ten; they're cruising. Uh, they're going to make the playoffs. It's going to happen, whether they want to or not. Uh, so they don't have to play him, but he's an excellent play. And how much do you weight that as far as ownership? Because I, I strongly believe that the and there's been stuff on this, the data out there. West Coast teams outside of the Rockies, if you want to call them West Coast team, uh, typically their ownership skews lower. And partially is probably because of instant gratification. Partially is because lineups aren't out just yet. Uh, do you have a thought on that? And how do you attack such a you know uh, such? I stars? don't think I don't think for this
1: it is anything to do with the the lineups not being out. I just think that the best projected teams are early. I mean, the Mets obviously are great point per dollar projection because their prices are funky. But the Phillies are going to be chalk. the 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 blue uh, the Blue Jays are going to be chalk with a uh, you know over ten a 10 run total over in Boston with 5.48 for the Blue Jays, 5.64 for the, for the Phillies, the Yankees, the Yankees are cheap also. And it's like, I, I don't care about Hap and, and Gazelman's going to pitch what? Two are those in- the Yankees
0: though? Like you see these names. Are those real? I know they're wearing uniforms that say Yankees on it. Uh, or at least there's pinstripes. Does it say Yankees? I don't think so, but you know what it, I mean? Yeah, yeah but you could play Void for under 4k. You could play uh, Ursula yeah. for under 4k.
1: You could play these guys. I mean, they're cheap enough. And it's close to a five implied total. So, like, I think the Padres, I think Machado and Tatis are chalky. So, like, the, these late games, like, the White Sox Royals, uh, like, no one's owning that that game. I am. I'm going to have some White Sox. Well, we'll talk about that also. I, I do as well because they have a fi- over a five implied run total also. Same yeah. for the Dodgers. But I don't think it's because they're late. I just think that because they're more expensive. Compound it, though. I think it, I think it has,
0: it's a little, a little piece of
1: it. No? You think it's a piece of it? A little, I guess. But I mean, I just, I just think the Phillies are going to be chalk, and the cheap Mets will be chalky. The Padres, the the, the Blue Jays. So, it, it, if it just so happened that this, that the the Phillies game was on at nine at night, you know, the last game on the slate, it wouldn't be because you'd still see the ownership because you're facing Annabelle Sanchez. The wind blowing toast. out in Philadelphia with a five point six implied run total.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, no, no McCutcheon in that lineup. You guys you know, the lineup I so started the lineup page up earlier. Uh, Roman Quinn is leading off. And in th- if we needed salary, if salary mattered, you would care that Roman Quinn's leading off at 2.3K. I don't know how much we care, but that's interesting, I guess, if nothing else. And again, Sanchez and yada, yada, five and a half total there. But again, how much do we need salary? That leads for a whole other conversation. Uh, who else is not playing baseball today? Gary, Siense- uh, Gary Sanchez. Uh, he's not going up of for the Yankees. Uh, I think Ishioka is drawing the catcher spot. He's 2.2K. And again, do we need salary? I have no idea. This is a day where you can definitely get JT Rolomuto. Like that's we'll talk, we'll talk position of position soon and I, I'm assuming everybody else can figure that out as well. <laughs> like it's uh, catcher is always about you know wants versus needs or what is it the, you know I, I don't I don't need Romoto. I, I want him and I, it's not that hard to get him. So uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting and we'll we'll talk to Fandle build as well too. Uh, do want to mention? Let's go ahead and talk about the SharpSide app because. We had a winner last night, Jordan. We're, we're streaking. We're going streaking. We're currently we're stri- at, Oh, right? whoa, whoa. do I have to do something? Are we going? No, no. You... Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything until you get to six, uh, or I get to six. Uh, you know, you can be my personal Until I streaker. get the six? What did you say? Six. That's S-I-X. Yeah. It's a whole other conversation. It's a different stream. That's the night stream. That's for premium, I believe. Yeah. So once you get a streak that's six or higher, you start getting $10, $10 FanDuel credit, uh, for every single win you have after that, uh, once you get to ten, I believe it's twenty. Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer is going to go and drop the link in chat for you guys. If y'all, if you aren't unaware, uh, I had uh, the Padres. If, never in doubt. Had the Padres last it night. Never in doubt. Line. Right. You had Eight <laughs> runs in the eighth <laughs> inning or whatever. I had a nice, a nice stack last night. Too. I, I, it was a good night for your boy. Uh, could have used one more big hit, but that's kind of how it always. I could have right? used
1: like six less hits.
0: The Padres' chalk going off. So you you faded you faded the chalk of the Padres.
1: Whoever's the top stack, I typically don't have much of.
0: What's weird is that like you know that's not the way it was drawn up. It, we're supposed to we're supposed to beat up Tehran and Tehran was like good. He was fine. I mean, Machado wrote the, a line drive out to you know things just hit the ball hard, but like to somebody, it's, he wasn't clutch. Yeah, but uh, Tehran got lucky with the bases loaded there in the, the second or third inning or something like that, and he did a good job. And then of course the bullpen. They gave up uh, eight runs, I believe, in the seventh or eighth inning, something like that. They batted around. It was good times. We had uh, San Diego on the run line. That was our pick. And tonight, we're going back to the run line. We're laying, we're laying one and a half. Uh, now, the, the, the kicker here, as far as getting these wins right, if you guys aren't aware, you got to get it minus 140 or less. So you can't pick the Dodgers minus 312. But you can, Blender. You can pick the Dodgers minus one and a half, and they're minus 139, I think. So we just got it in. We just got. Now, it's always scary to play the run line at home that's just that's the worst. That is the that is the sphinxter clencher for sure because you know uh when you're on the road you can if it's a tie game or something you can keep scoring and keep scoring. The only way you win the run line at home uh in a close game late is Homers with somebody on base. And that doesn't happen that often. But we think the Dodgers um are gonna score early, hopefully. Uh just or and Kershaw's gonna shut Arizona down. How about that? Dodgers win like seven to three. There you go. Uh and it's not it's not a not that scary. We're gonna go streaking. We'll get our streak to four or a couple away from uh starting to get some Vandal smackers, Vandal dollars. Um oh hey YouTube, what's up? Like, subscribe, much appreciated. Uh we're gonna do our best. I see you're interacting there with YouTube, Jordan. And you uh you have a special relationship, don't they have to keep your coffee warm? What is what's the story? I don't drink coffee
1: giving? anymore, so I don't keep I got oh. a milkshake from Chick-fil-A. So oh. to keep it cold, you gotta
0: hit the thumbs up button. Is that is that really work though? You're, that's a gimmick. That doesn't really work. There's no. Oh that no, science no, really work that way. It really does work. <laughs> if, if you don't like what flavor, that, milkshake. But well, what are the options there, Chick Fil A? What, what'd you get? I don't know. I've just been a vanilla shake. Oh, well, you know? You do know?
1: <laughs> you said what flavor? It's vanilla. Oh, but I didn't know there were other flavors. I just don't. I, don't I have no idea. I, I, I don't.
0: I don't partake. But uh, yeah. Um, I, See, I can lines. already tell. See, it's cold. I, people are hitting the like button. Are they hitting the like button? There you go. Nice. It's we getting thicker. That. Uh, do subscribe. Uh, also, we should mention, hey, tell the people what you did yesterday for NFL because NFL is right on the corner. Uh, oh, what so I did yesterday for NFL. Oh, I did a lot of other things that had nothing to do with DFL. That's for premium as well. So, Right. That's premium
1: <laughs> that's... only for late night premium members. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, me and uh, Tyler Tamboline, Tambo, we did a full, and what I, and when I mean full, it's full. It's an hour and 45 minutes wow. of uh, a tutorial walkthrough of a build process and all the features of Lineup HQ for NFL. So it includes all the stack functionality, all the all the uh, global build rules, how to think about how the optimizer and, and the lineup builder works, like how the medium projections affect things, how to use your min and max exposure settings on players in order to get the lineups that you want, get stacks, get through a game stack of three plus two or three plus one, secondary stack. So it's an hour and 45 minutes. It's a complete walkthrough. You could watch anytime on this YouTube channel on the Roto Grinders site. So if you're getting into uh, NFL and you're, you're a premium member to use a lineup HQ, or you just want to learn about the features of lineup HQ for NFL. uh, That's a free video. Go check it out. What are you doing for NFL this season? What what do you have? uh, What do you have in tech as far as, uh, as far as your content NFL? uh, I will be hosting the advanced sports analytics show, which will be on Thursday or Friday depending on the week, and that's with Brandon Adams or Stuart Gibson. Really uh, no smart then, people, by the way, if you guys aren't yes. aware.
0: Yes, super, super uh, smart. Very,
1: very game theory-heavy, analytic-driven show. And uh, then Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football, uh, I will be doing a, a free... All these shows are free. These are not premium shows. Doing Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, before the games, uh, special showdown, kind of showdown Grinders Live type of type of show, 45 minutes before the game, breakdown... Some unique lineup constructions and you know inactives, things like that to get you prepared for the big showdown contests that night.
0: Uh, Chad is saying you should have got uh, the cookies and cream. That's the chalk. Why would you get cookies and cream? What it has know? pieces in it.
1: How do you have a milkshake that has chunks in it?
0: Are you serious?
1: I don't want to be drinking and then choke, choke on something.
0: Oh, I mean, come on. That's not going to happen. You'll be fine. You're an no, adult. No, but I, I, know. I've tried
1: it before and you get a little, and it gets stuck in the straw and then you can't get the rest of the milkshake At No, I just want my nice, smooth vanilla coffee milkshake.
0: Just no pee. Give me no pee. You ever try that milk. bacon milkshake? I think it's like Five Guys has it, I want to say. A bacon milkshake? Yeah, it's a thing. It happens. I feel like I've oh. had it before in London for some reason. You can
1: obviously tell I'm the type of person that I get, I take my orange juice without, no, without any pulp.
0: Oh, 86 to pulp. 86 to pulp. Why, why
1: is there crap
0: in there? Get it out the of there. Crap. I don't want, I do not we we agree on something, Blender. Get that pulp out of there. I want no, no, no business in that. They're asking in chat, have you guys talked pictures yet? No. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we we talk the general slate. You know, we talk the overall slate. It's a six gamer on DK, it's a four gamer on Fandle. We have plenty of time. I promise you. We have plenty of time to talk to Slate. And you know, it's more of a like, especially with you, it's good to have you on for this show because it's more this is a really, really good. Uh, DK specific, especially uh, it's a great game theory uh, slate. Every slate is great for game theory. Yeah, yes, but I'm saying this this one feels especially true if that makes sense. Yes, no? because it's very
1: obvious spots. So it's a matter of it's easy to find leverage. It's also easy. It's easy to find. I mean, if you want to stack against Taiwan Walker, I think that's perfectly fine. Or go all in on Walker and start taking off the board stacks. I think it's a much more interesting slate
0: on DraftKings than it is on FanDuel. Well, let's start with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, Clayton Kershaw feels like the safest play on the board. Arizona, one of the worst teams in baseball, if you look at the stats versus lefties. Now they don't strike out a ton as a team collectively. Uh, I was looking at their seasonal stuff against lefties this year, and let's go ahead and pull it up on the fly because I do have it here. Their WRC Plus versus lefties. This is their active hitters for what it's worth, so you kick Starling Marte off the team because he's not playing tonight, at least not for the uh, Arizona. I don't know if the Marlins are playing. I don't think so. Point is, they have a 64 WRC Plus. That is really bad. Uh, not very good. If you want to look at the WOBA, you know, the advanced metrics as far as versus lefties, the Dimex are the second worst team in baseball as well. Kershaw has been super solid. He's probably not going to go nine. Nobody's going to go nine today, but uh, salary is not a thing. So who cares? And uh, Vandu, I, I, I it's a little tight. It's a little tight. You don't get everything you want with with, uh, with Kershaw. He's my favorite guy. I, I want to kind of make work, Uh, but in, in tournaments, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I uh, you know, depending on how lineups come out. And obviously those lineups aren't going to be out until 7 o'clock, so we might get some surprises. Um, but on DK, there's no way I'm not going to have Kershaw as my cash game staple, and he's probably going to be every in every single lineup I make. Now I yield to you, uh, more of the tournament guy, more the variance guy. What are you doing with Kershaw? I mean, I I'm have more, I'm more of Kershaw than any other
1: pitcher, but that's primarily due to the fact that salary is not an option much, even if you go contrarian. I think the, the only lineups that I don't have Kershaw is is my White Sox stats, because they're very expensive. But even then, going down to Clevenger at eight seven, like Clevenger is a good pitcher. I think that people, I don't know. We have a forty one percent ownership projection on Clevenger. I think that may be a little high. Uh, I mean, we may see some Kershaw Clevenger lineups with like the Mets stack, like that type of thing. Uh, but he's now He's now in the Padres. Uh, he, he's had trouble pitching this year. He's he's not had good outings, but he's still a top tier pitcher. The Angels other than like maybe like pool holes and Trout, like they still have a high strikeout rate. I mean, it's, we think of the Angels as like, oh, they don't strike out much, but really
0: like the bottom of their order strikes out well, the addition of Adele has, has helped a lot. Right, or sure. I, if
1: Upton's in, that's like four strikeouts right there, so.
0: He's on the back end of the, the back nine for sure in his career. Yeah, it's, it's been a rough, uh, outside of a couple of games he had, but for the most part, he's not been very good. And you're right. Uh, and Ben Boone, if, if he kind of jumps that lineup, you don't want Simmons there. He's probably going to crack the lineup. Simmons is not a good hitter, but. He's a guy that doesn't strike out. Um, And Fletcher at the top doesn't strike out either. I see at the top. We don't really know because last night, Madden's been doing some things. I don't know if you saw it, but Otani let off last night. It was Otani, Trout, and then Rendon. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to do that again. We shall see. Uh, I think it makes sense to play your best players the most, have them get the most at-bats. It's a wild concept, I know. Um, Yeah, so talking about Clevenger and, you know, uh, I assume he's going to be able to throw 95 to 100 pitches if needed. Yeah, I mean, he pitched what on August 26th? So I mean, he's he's
1: in full. He's fully stretched out and everything. He's going to go as long as as again uh, the the Angels only have a have they have under a four implied run total. I think Clevenger. If you're not going to pay up for Kershaw on FanDuel at ten nine, I think the the price savings the fifteen hundred price savings to Clevenger. FanDuel. It, it's weird because typically we say that FanDuel has the softer hitting pricing.
0: Not today. today.
1: Not today. DK has a softer hitting pricing that in order to get the bats that you may really want, uh, you may have to go down to Clevenger. And it's kind of showed in our projected ownership that Clevenger uh, is projected to actually be slightly higher owned than Kershaw in FanDuel GPPs. But I think on FanDuel, those those are their two options. I think you could get away with Heaney, but that would be a boomer bus play. If you're going to play Heaney against the Padres. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. It's, it's... like, it's a tricky he could have ten strikeouts, or he could give up. He could give up eight runs. So it's one of the two. But I think those. I think those are really the only options on Fanduel. You could take a shot on Danny Duffy on Fanduel. I just don't think it's necessary. Just get the fourteen hundred and get up to Clevenger. And I think Cease is overpriced on Fanduel. I think he's overpriced on DK. I know he's up against the Royals, but he walks too many guys that he never – he goes five innings and maybe he'll get six strikeouts. He may put up a decent score, but I just don't think he's worth the price. So on like one-picture sites, I think I'm much more likely Kershaw or Clevenger. And then on two-picture sites, then we start talking about Taiwan Walk.
0: Yeah, so Duffy has been better this year, but so have the White Sox versus lefties. They've been the absolute best team in baseball versus lefties by a wide margin. Uh, their WRC plus versus lefties is 159. The next best team is 133. And again, if y'all aren't aware of WRC plus, is Plus, uh 59, 159, uh, 100 is the baseline. 100 is the average. So that means they're 59% better than the average team. That is awesome. Oh man, somebody tweeted out today. Oh, God, I can't remember who it was. You, you know, Mondesi for the Royals.
1: Yeah, because uh, he, he's constantly in bad, optimal lineups. Yeah, I see him all the time.
0: So, uh, Do I play him? Player. No, I
1: don't. I don't care. He could be 1K. I ain't playing. I watch him. Play. I shouldn't be watching him play. <laughs> he, sw-
0: he, he swings worse than Chris Davis. Which Both Chris Davises? Which Chris Davis? Both Chris Davises. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, let me get me here. I, it was uh, Alex Fast uh, tweeted this out earlier today. This was, this was wild. If I can go ahead and find it. One qualified batter has a WRC plus below 20. Now, again, that means they're 20% the average baseball player. One is, and it's Adberto Mondesi, and his WRC plus is 13. 13! What's Jeff Mathis's. I thought Jeff Mathis was the I don't, know if he quali- I don't know if he qualifies. Yeah,
1: I don't know if he qualifies. I remember like, like Jeff Mathis had like a four or something.
0: <laughs> He's, I mean, of course, if he gets on the bases, it's interesting. But like, what is the old adage? You, you can't steal first base. So uh, let's just walk it back to Clevenger for a second. What are our concerns? Last year he was electric, thirty-three point eight percent K rate, seven point four percent walk rate, really solid. uh This year he's plummeted, and again smaller sample size, obviously. That the K rate's down to twenty-two point six percent, the walk rate is up to eleven point eight percent. You know, it's it's a short slate, and it's he's more interesting to me on, on the uh, the two pitcher sites as opposed to the one pitcher sites, and doesn't mean I can't play him on Fandle, but. You know, and he was ousted. Who knows where his head is at? He was out. I mean, Cleveland dumps their players anyways. They don't want to pay anybody, and we'll see that again with Lindor soon enough, I'm sure. But also as part of the whole breaking curfew for COVID and lying about it, I guess, I, didn't, I weren't getting into it. Uh, also, Plesak was involved in that too. But um, how, much, how concerned are we that he's not the guy he was last year is kind of the question I am asking.
1: I'm, I'm more likely to use a long-term sample size. So to me, just fine. 8,700, just understand that his variance is higher. So, like, Kershaw, to me, I think he has an narrower range of outcomes. Like, you kind of know what you're getting. You could get a top – he could strike out 12 guys, but it's it's quite unlikely that he strikes out two and gives up six runs. Yeah, and Levenger, on the other hand, I mean, he could get into trouble walk-wise. Typically, it's not necessarily that he's getting blown up. It's just that he's, he's, he's walking four or five guys, putting guys on the bases – Giving up a hit or a double and then like three run score. But like, if you go back to, and you combine the 2019 2020 seasons, he has a 32% K rate. He has 38% K rate against righties, uh, 26% K rate against lefties. Like, if Clevenger went out against the Angels and struck out 10, I'm not shocked. And he's 8,700. If this was last year, Clevenger would be like 10 5 on DraftKings, 11K on DraftKings. So I'm hoping that the field goes, I'm a little iffy on Clevenger and I'm going to play someone else instead. So I'm more likely to be, I'll be whatever the opposite of the ownership of Clevenger. Now, if if everyone thought Clevenger was the same as last year, he's going to be 70% owned. Then I go the other direction, but I just don't, with Kershaw on the slate, Clevenger's ownership is going to come down. And on DraftKings with Walker being so cheap, it's going to come down even more. So like I do have clevenger builds without kershaw i've clevenger builds with walker i've clevenger kershaw builds i also have one other pitcher that i'm playing that like no one's gonna play well let me ask season. you
0: let me ask you this was this might be a, a gotcha question uh who do, who has the highest k rate uh on the season among the pitchers pitching today the one that i'm rostering okay so zach f1 that's correct yeah, so is that real? Because I don't know how real it is, a swinging strike I don't care it's if not...
1: it's real, Dean. It's <laughs> happening, and he's 3% owned.
0: So It's real and it's three, fabulous, real, I... but I don't know if it's gonna or or today. Is is 13, he's going to be fabulous today. Not... It's 13. He's projected for 13. Okay, and also, hey, you you have the controls. You can go ahead and show it off. Show off the Weather Edge tool because uh, this kind of speaks to the, the first two games. This is DK specific, obviously not on the FanDuel slate. I guess there's a slate over there in FanDuel, but it's not their main slate. Weather uh, WeatherEdge is telling us that hitters are popping in Philadelphia as well in New-, in New York. Go ahead and show it off. Show the people what WeatherEdge Yeah, I got it here. 23.1%. More home runs
1: based on 168 games. So that's a pretty fairly substantial amount. There's so a fire was- emoji
0: too in Philadelphia. I don't see that fire emoji. Does that, does that scare you at all?
1: Oh, the fire emoji? No, it doesn't really scare me. Uh, <laughs> see, the thing is with, with these 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 WeatherEdge stuff, the ball has to be put in play. So if Eflin strikes out 10 guys, I mean, like, they're not putting the ball in play.
0: I don't believe this number is real. I don't believe there.
1: it's real either, Dean, but he's 13% owned. And if it happens to be real, <laughs> I mean, then why not? He's 7,800 on DraftKings. It's a good price. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think you necessarily play him on FanDuel because you can't no. because it's not on the slate. Different but, slate, maybe. I, I can't speak to that slate. I didn't look at it. Yeah, they may have an all day. They have an afternoon, whatever type of slate. If, if everyone bought into Eflin's strikeout rate and Eflin was like 32% owned, I'd be with you. I'm like, I ain't playing him at 32% owned. But if he's around 10% owned, Eflin could end up being the highest scoring pitcher on the slate. He could also be the lowest scoring pitcher on the slate. But that's why you you reserve that for GPPs and you get different because it's a six game slate. And if you're going to play like a Philly stack, maybe you play Eflin. If you play a chalk stack and play a 10% owned pitcher that puts up 28 points,
0: that's enough differentiation right there. I'll say something nice about F1 though. Uh, again, the swinging strike rate suggests that the K's are a little too high nine point six percent, but uh, four ten ERA. XFIP is three zero two. Sierra is three eighteen. Uh, the BABIP is three sixty five. So he's been like unlucky uh, while getting all these strikeouts. Right. He uh, should
1: be a fourteen K pitcher, Dean. It's real, Dean.
0: <laughs> so here I I, he it is or
1: not? It doesn't. He matter.
0: has the the, the the lowest hard hit rate on the slate twenty seven point three percent. So yeah, I mean he's been. You're dead. jinxing him, Dean. You're. I'm jinxing just saying, him. but I'm just giving the information. Like, there's jinxes aren't. You don't believe in jinxes? Oh no, he's gonna give up eight runs now. You know jinxes aren't real. Come on, I know, ridiculous. but it's
1: gonna happen. It's gonna be confirmation bias. He's gonna give <laughs> up like a grand slam to Soto when I have none of him. And then oh, you I'm should play some Soto. Screw my game.
0: You should play. You're playing zero Soto. Play some Soto. I'm playing Eflin. How do I play Soto if I'm playing Eflin? You're, you're, you're making one of one lineup. I'm only making five lineups. Oh, well, okay. Put Soto in one and Eflin in the no, other. Oh, no, no. It's my Eflin lineups. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And by the way, you could play Soto and Eflin in the same lineup, in theory. I'm and, not and doing that on a six-game
1: six slate, no. You could survive that. A $5,700, $5,600 Soto? Salary
0: doesn't matter today. So Who cares what anybody's salary is? I want to win. I want to win first. <laughs> Summarize the the arms. We got we, we to gotta, we gotta get to the bats in a second. Okay,
1: so on DK, I mean, the truck is going to be... Uh, Probably Kershaw-Walker combination. Uh, You may get some Clevenger. Uh, It's most probably Kershaw plus Walker plus Clevenger, maybe some plus Heaney. I mean, Heaney in in, in the bat is projected well, but also his pitch count is quite high. Like, I think Cardi has him at like 105 pitches, and I don't necessarily – hey, that could be true, but against the Padres, I think that's more of a GPP play. I don't think you'll see that in cash games. Uh, you may see some Duffy. I mean, he's been. He's one. Is he real? I think he's not real. So I'm playing the White Sox. Why if the him. White
0: Sox are more real than Duffy? That, that, that's my bet.
1: Right, especially against they're not the that L- real, but they're realer. Right, they're going to roll out nine righties. So I would like uh, if you want to try for Duffy, go for it. And then on Fanduel, I think the truck is easily you're playing Kershaw or Clevenger. Uh, and then if obviously the if you play anyone else, if you play like Heaney there as a one picture site, uh, please. Play whatever chalk batch you want because he's going to be
0: single digital. All right, uh, but the, the, the chat's asking: Does that mean you only play five entry max contests? You're just you, you play more typically based upon how you're doing content, right? No, no, I, show... I
1: make lineups based on the contest it's in, not the the number of entries that are allowed. Have no ben, bearing. Like I could play three lineups into the big GPP, but I'm mm. building lineups to win. Like I'm not building lineups. Oh, I only have three lineups, so I have to play chalky guys so I get some money back. No. I'll play, uh, you know, off the wall, whatever, and I'll just build and build that. So, like, my my five lineups today, I have them in the, the $66 mid stakes, but I also have them in the $4.20 max and the $15 whatever, and I'm, I'm building them to try to win first place.
0: Okay, so one last thing. It says, tell me about Cease. The chat's asking about Cease, and Cease is a 17.7% K rate this season. Uh, four and a half walks per nine as well, which is too many. Uh, two homers per nine. What's really interesting is Babbitt is 235. Uh, left on base percentage of 87.9%. So super lucky in BABIP, super lucky in left on base percentage. His ERA is 3, and that kind of speaks to his Sierra and his XFIP because his Sierra is 5.59, his XFIP is uh, 5.7. I'm not really – I think Cease is fine, but I think he's overpriced. There's better – and, again, pricing doesn't really matter so much. There's better options. Uh, I I don't believe uh, that – I believe he's going to be regressed a little bit. Now, I think there's talent there. But also the numbers are suggesting it's been overrated. Well, what, what do well, you know I think Cease? people
1: are targeting Cease because it's the Royals. And I and Soler may not be yeah. in the lineup, which, which obviously decreases the power and the Royals barely have power to begin with. So I think this is more of a play of your you're playing the pitcher against the Royals more so than playing Cease. It's just that I don't want I don't like the price. If if Cease was seventy eight hundred or even like eight thousand eighty two hundred, okay, maybe I'd take a shot. On FanDuel, Cease is eighty nine hundred when 500 more, you get the Clevenger. The only reason to me, I see the only reason to play cease is to get different and hope that Kershaw and Clevenger, you know, just don't put up big scores.
0: Well, also because of the Royals and because the aforementioned Adam Ardemand in that lineup, but he's terrible. He's striking out a lot. If Bubble Starling's there, he's striking out a lot as well. And Starling cracks the lineup most definitely, not a I do not say most definitely, most likely. if, If Soler is out and Soler is day to day, um, and it's just a bad lineup overall outside of Merrifield. Franco has some pop too, but that's pretty much it. Um, like maybe he gets beat up five days today, but the matchup's pretty good. Let's talk catchers real quick. We kind of hinted at it earlier. It's not hard to get Romuto if you want Romuto, and he's the clear-cut, not even a conversation best catcher in probably the best weather conditions as well uh, against one of the worst pitchers. So I think you try your best to get Romuto in your cast lineups and do what you want in tournaments. What say you?
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. On obviously, FanDuel uh, doesn't have the game on their slate, uh, but uh, I think Real Muto's fine. I think Grandal's fine. I think I'd rather have Real Muto for the three hundred dollars more. Uh, Austin Nola probably starts against the lefty for yeah. the Padres uh, because Castro's a lefty, so they'll probably have Nola. And he, we have him projected batting fifth. I think he's he's pretty good for three thousand six hundred. And then if you want to get cheap, I think Danny Jansen at three thousand yeah. one hundred. Uh, against Perez away uh, in, in Boston, but I don't think you have to get any cheaper. I don't even you don't have to go down to anyone. Yeah, Higashioka is two
0: point two k, but I just don't know if you need it.
1: Right, I just don't think you need it. Right, I think, I mean, if you want to, obviously play the catcher in your stack type of thing. You know, all things being equal, uh, but I think yeah, it, it. I think that most likely Grandal is not a cash option because you'll find three hundred get the real Muto. But if you want to save salary and use Nola or Jansen. Uh, if you need it, uh that would be fine. I'd rather get I'd rather get more points at the catcher position. Typically I think the opposite, but I think we have cheap outfielders that we could use spots. Right? Like I'd much ra- I'd much rather use Roman Quinn as a cheap outfielder in cash games on DraftKings than use like Danny Jansen as my catcher. I'd rather just have Real Muto.
0: Yeah, so it's like so- Quinn and Real Muto versus uh, Jansen and, and, and uh, some five k uh, guy, Hernandez you know? or something
1: like that. Right, yeah, Tiosker or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, th- th- that makes sense as far as a cash game perspective. Uh, first base is a little tricky. You mentioned Voight uh, versus Gazelman, a uh, three point nine k. I prefer the lefties versus Gazelman, but Voigt is pretty cheap, and Gazelman probably only sees him two times. Then you get to that bullpen. Reese Hoskins has been on fire. We saw the fire emoji in Philadelphia. You know, Adamo Sanchez could be reverse splitsy. I love the Reese Hoskins play. But also, I mean, I love Abreu versus Duffy, especially if people are rostering Duffy. Munty, you can throw him at third base as well, too, with lefty power there against Weaver. And I think the Dodgers are going to be overly neglected in the slate, so I think he's super interesting for tournaments. Ditto with Bellinger. Don't know if he's going to play. What are do you doing at first base? Uh, Reese Hoskins, according to the back, and
1: I have it on, on front of my screen. So if you, if you get, have the bad projections, you get a lot of this. I like looking at the home run percentages. Okay. Like, the projection has – it breaks it down on – like the median of everything. And according to the bat today, Hoskins has the highest chance of all players that hit home run. I haven't 34%. seen
0: this before. This is the bat? Yeah. I know the, I know the bat. I'm aware of the bat. I, I, I right, but it. I
1: mean, it's not just, I mean, we could see like the, the fantasy points that you would normally see. Like I have it loaded into lineup HQ, but it yeah. could break it down. There's a projection page where you could break it down to stolen bases and first and hits and walks and strikeouts. And a lot of times, a lot of people in the bat chat uh, that use the bat, use the home runs percentages here to to, to bet on props. So that you could compare, like, if Hoskins is a 34% chance, according to the bat, then you could go to, like, the DK Sportsbook and see. If, if it's a 4-1 to one or something like that? Right, yeah. If you're getting, a, you know, if you're getting, a, you know, plus 250, which is like, what, 28% or something like that, that would be a profitable plus EV bet. So a lot of people in the bat chat actually do do that. So for me in uh, in cash games, uh, I mean I think just overall on DraftKings, I think Hoskins is, is the best play on the board, and uh, you know the bat agrees with it. it, it, it is that he has the highest raw projection and one of the highest uh, point per dollar projections at first
0: base. Is Pete Alonso not going to be played at three at three K on DK just because the position's so tough? Yeah, it, you don't. The problem so is weird. is
1: that we have so I mean salary's not enough. If you're playing yeah. Taiwan Walker. You don't need any of these guys. And Correct. if you're playing Clevenger, you, we have cheap outfielders. We have uh, McNeil and Davis at the other two spots for the Mets. But look at the first basemen's that you're going to have to – if you play Pete Alonzo, you're going to have to fade uh, Hoskins, Bellinger, Muncy, Guerrero, Voight, Thames, Abreu, Hosmer. I mean, we have – have, yeah, There's a big Long. opportunity cost. It doesn't mean right. Alonzo
0: can't get there too because he's a guy, in theory, can bang out a couple homers.
1: Right, of course. But just understand that the opportunity cost at first base is extremely high, and it's not as much so at second and third. Talk about second, Keystone position. Open it up. Second is such a garbage. Such garbage today. Uh, Truthfully, I think for, like, cash games, I think there's two options. I think you're going down and you're just taking McNeil. I don't care if it's lefty-lefty. He's leading off and he's 2,500. Even even lefty-lefty, he should be, like, 3,600 like, in this matchup. So, like, if he's better than a punt. Like, Jose Peraza is more is more expensive. He's competent. He feels a competent stick. Right. He'll give you a professional bet. Right. But he's he's more expensive than than, than, than Jonathan arose 3500 for the Red Sox. So, like, yeah. if you need to save money, this is the position to save money in. If you want to spend up, I think DJ LeMayu is fine. He's not a must-have. I think VR, batting in the middle of the Toronto lineup, is fine it's like Segura is fine like I'm not a big fan B- of BGO is fine if
0: you're playing Walker fine. you can possibly have
1: money for BGO right but if you want to play like Michael Chavis if he's in the lineup at 3,800 that's yeah but it's just a matter of I don't think I'm getting anything for the money that I'm spending I don't think the difference between McNeil and LeMay is $1,800 worth of production it's from a, from a median perspective this is for like cash games that I just rather I'll just take the savings at second base because there's really no one that I feel like I must have.
0: Yeah, I mean DJ LeMahieu is, is not somebody you need, but if you have the money for it, fine. Giselman better versus righties than versus lefties. Giselman almost definitely only sees him twice. Uh, does, almost definitely does not see him a third time around. And re- the Yankees are really well positioned. At least LeMahieu is to get those five babies leading off on the road. Uh, so he's going to get three at bats almost definitely from uh, the bullpen. So yeah, five at bats from LeMahieu. Uh, perfectly fine. I've seen LeMay, they're talking about him in the chat, but uh, also BGO. I don't care the lefty and lefty thing against Martin Perez because that bullpen's bad. He's another guy. Decent chance. He sees three abs versus the bullpen, two or three. Uh, VR, you know, jack-in-the-bag potential every single time he goes out there. Last time I checked, he was leading the league in stolen bases at nine, but that was about three or four days ago or so, but we know he's got the speed. Uh, third base, hot corner. What do you have for me?
1: I think third base, the two options are, are easy. You're either paying up for Machado or you're paying down for J.D. Davis. And then you're done. Everything else would be GPP in a stack, everything. I think that the clear chalk is... is. I mean, Machado against the lefty and Heaney. The, the Angels, that's a good hitting ballpark. But also, J.D. Davis is $2,800. In this matchup, he should be like $4,400 against the lefty uh, with the wind blowing out. It, he's the best point-per-dollar play at third base. But, like... Is he even necessary? So, depending on your build, like you, if you're playing Walker, you could, you could, you're, you're fitting in probably Machado. And if you're not playing Walker as your SP2 on DraftKings, you're probably playing JD Davis. So, to me, that's, that's kind of the 2v2 type of, type of option. I think JD Davis has a better point per dollar median, which is shows right here. But Machado obviously has the higher upside. But yeah, everyone he, else, like if you want to play Max Muncie, like who's playing yeah. Max Muncie today? Ursula in your in your Yankee stacks. Moncada in your uh in your White Sox stacks. If you want to play Todd Frazier instead of JD Davis, no one's playing him, even though he's on the Mets. Cabrera or I mean, there are other guys to play, but I mean they just they don't rate out all that well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like Heaney, but you know, his concern, of course, is the the ready power he yields. And as of right now, I'm a little bit off the Padres, just based on the field, and that that kind of is concerning to me. Uh, and that bullpen's not great either. So even even if Haney's like, okay, we saw it happen last night, doesn't mean it's going to happen today, but that bullpen might implode against all all that power on that San Diego side, and San Diego's one of the best teams in baseball against lefties as a collective as well. Uh, I I like Machado's fine, but I I feel like I'm going to have less in the field, and I'm a little bit concerned about that. Uh, I think I like Muncie more than him, which, again, might be a mistake. But like you said, like on DK especially, you don't need salary everywhere, but J.D. Davis at 2.8K, batting second versus half. Uh, just seems egregiously priced. Of course, you can play Fraser as w- as well if you want batting cleanup up uh, a few extra dollars. Let's jump back to shortstop. What do you have for me? Okay, shortstop.
1: I mean, the chalk is Tatis. He's under. He, they're underpricing him at fifty two hundred, even against the lefty. He probably should be fifty seven hundred. Uh, if you don't want to pay up for Tatis, I think the next best option, paying down, would be for Didi Gregorius at forty four hundred against Anibal Sanchez. Obviously, you could play Br at shortstop also, but I mean, I'd much rather find the three hundred to get Gregorius, and then like the GPP options would be like Seeger, Turner, Bogarts, because like I, they're all in the same range of Tatis, but Tatis is just so much of a better player uh, than than these guys from a, from a median perspective. Like no one's playing Tim Anderson, like at fifty five hundred, where Tatis is fifty two, and salary
0: doesn't matter. Like they say see five five, I can't play. Who cares? He can be six K. Who cares? But play him in a stack, if anything. where you playing?
1: You're playing him over to tease to get different in a chalkier lineup. And obviously, the pay down option that most rejection systems will still have, based on his his last year's production, is uh, <laughs> is is good old Adel- Aldoberto Mondesi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at three K, he's the punt play. But thank God on this
0: slate, you don't need a shortstop punt play. Yeah, you don't need it. Uh, you don't need it at all. Um... And again, I'm, I'm, but let me ask you this. So uh, we I don't know if you mentioned Bogarts and not. you ran up a couple of guys and how are you handling what we're projecting to be Walker DK specific, obviously where he's 4.8 K just the price, the price is wrong. Um, why not just stack Boston? Is that what the kids call leverage play? That's direct leverage. You can do that. Is that I'm something not you're considering? It,
1: but you can, I mean, that's perfectly, Hey, you could do it for Kershaw, right? Kershaw's, but typically you're not. Yeah, stacking Walker's against not Kershaw. I hear you're saying. Right, yeah. right. That, the thing is, is that let's say Kershaw doesn't have a good game. Like it doesn't mean the stack is the top scoring stack because not a good game for Kershaw could be in five innings, three walks, four strikeouts, and he gives up four runs. But like the stack, he's good enough that he doesn't get blown up for and nine And that bullpen's runs very away. good. Right. But Taiwan Walker, if he gave up 10 runs today, it's not like I'm shocked or anything. And if he's going to be high owned as the cheap SP2, I'm more inclined to attack. Cheap SB2s. The problem this slate, for me, I'm making the choice. So I tend to make, just like I'm not playing any Soto, it's not because I don't like Soto. It's just because I'm making other choices. I'm only playing five lineups, and I'm deciding to, I'm going to stack the Dodgers. I'm going to stack the White Sox. I'm going to stack some of these expensive teams that that other people aren't playing because the Phillies are chalky and the Blue Jays are chalky. But in order to stack those expensive teams, I need to play chalk Taiwan Walker. But if you wanted to think the opposite way and go, I'm going to stack the Phillies, but I'm going to stack the Phillies with the Red Sox against Chalk Walker, that it gives you the same amount of leverage either way. It's just deciding which way to go. Maybe if I, if I was playing 100 lineups, maybe I do have, maybe I do play Walker and I, I do have what Stevie would call hedge stacks and play a couple of Boston stacks also. But since I'm playing five lineups and I'm hand building, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go with go with Walker. But I understand completely, if you want to stack the Red Sox as leverage against him, that's perfectly fine.
0: Uh, in chat, they're asking for a couple of Yahoo plays. I did do my Yahoo rankings. I'll go back later when the lineups are out and like update them. Uh, but as of right now, based on my projected lineups, uh, some of the value plays over there, it's a much tighter cap. Understand that it's not like playing on DK. It's a totally different game today and many days. Uh, just the way their salaries go. tell Marte, I don't want to pick on Kershaw but second base is not a strong position, uh, but he's a dollar above the floor. He's $8. You can play Kershaw and, and Gattel Marte together if you want to. Uh, Muncie is 16 bucks at first base. I like that price a good bit as well. Uh, catcher, uh, you can punt the catcher with uh, Vasquez, who's $2 above the floor at, at $9, or Jansen at $10. Those are my favorite catcher plays over there. And we're going to talk about the outfield. This will segue to you talking about to your favorite outfielders, but J.D. Martinez is uh, 13 bucks over there which is a really, really fair price. Uh, I like him a good bit on Yahoo specifically. Uh, All right, what do you have as far as outfielders?
1: Okay, so for outfield, now that we have uh, Roman Quinn leaning off for the the Phillies, he's going to be at the chalky cash game. I mean, I don't think you need Roman Quinn as a one-off at 2,300 uh, DraftKings. But to me, I think the top top, uh, outfielder of the entire slate is Bryce Harper at 6,000. I actually think... Even though, according to the bat, he projects slightly lower than Soto, uh, I think his his upside against Anibal Sanchez is the highest. Uh, and obviously, if I'm making the choice to play Eflin and fade Soto, like I, I'm going to play some expensive, um, some expensive outfielder. So, I mean, I think Bryce Harper, and we take a look at uh, even uh, the bat projections. I mean, the top, the top home run projections for from the bat are uh, Hoskins, Soto, Harper, Machado, Tatis, Bruce, Trout, Alonzo, Real Muto. I mean, all the guys that we're mentioning, all the all the usual suspects. So, like, I'm prioritizing Harper over Soto, but you could play a lineup with both of them in it, right? On this type of slate on yeah. DraftKings. So I think I don't think you're playing McNeil in the outfield. I don't, if you're playing him for 2,500, you're playing him at second base. Oh, 100%. 100% second base. I think uh, the other cheap guy that you could play... As a one-off in GPPs is Jay Bruce. Uh, he's batting seventh for the home team, so it I, he's fine for cash games. You can use him in cash games, but I I'd rather use Quinn batting first. Bruce is kind of home run or bust, and he may only get three at bats at home. He may not get as many at bats, so I think of him more of his GPP play on this slate. If if Quinn wasn't leading off, I would say Jay Bruce is fine, much better in cash now because you need someone that cheap. And then the other guys would be the, any anyone in the outfield for the Blue Jays: Grichuk, Tiasma, yeah. Hernandez. Uh, you could play both of them. They're, They're more
0: like, appealing even on Fanduel, where the, the cap is tighter. I'm not sure if you built it over there on Fanduel just yet, but uh, Guriel is 2.9k, Grichuk 3.4. Uh, Eloy Jimenez. I know you talked about your White Sox. I didn't mean to cut you off, I apologize. We got to go and wrap up for crunch time in just a second. Uh, Eloy's is a pretty solid bat. You know, 3.8k. We talked about picking on Duffy. Uh, we are both in agreement uh, that we like the power of, for Chicago more than we like Duffy, uh, which is, I guess, kind of sort of different on this slate. We shall see as far as ownership. Obviously, the ownership projection right now is going to change; it's fluid depending on information as we get closer and closer to lock, especially on Fanduel. Uh, give me your final thoughts as far as your favorite stacks and how, we're, how we should tackle the slate as we pitch it off to uh, to crunch time. Okay, just
1: to mention on the on the Fanduel slate, the Red Sox will be chalk. Because they're underpriced, so JD Endeavors and all those guys, those are fan Fanduel plays. Uh, and then obviously Bellinger in the outfield, Bellinger Pollock, the Dodgers. Betts is going to be lower owned, so you could take a take a shot on that. So to me, the expensive stacks that I'm playing today for leverage, meaning that because the Phillies and everything is chalk, are the Dodgers and the White Sox, and I think uh, the Yankees are a cheap stack against the Gazelman. That'll be a little off the board. And I'm much more likely to, uh, if you're going to stack the Padres, put in someone like Profar or some guy at the bottom of the lineup because they're going to be chi- uh, chalky. Uh, but the Phillies are the chalk. The Blue Jays are the chalk. Mets, one offs. If you get away from that type of build and Taiwan Walker, that'll give you the most amount of leverage on DK. All
0: right, go out next, you yeah, got Cardi along with uh, Tuttle, Freeman, man with Cardi, Tuttle, and Roth, telling you what's going down weather wise as well, taking you guys off the lock on DK. They'll, of course, touch on the FanDuel slate as well. He was Blender. I was Dean. This was baseball. Thank you all for watching. Hit the like button on your way out. Press it. Whatever you want to do. Just got to make it happen. Get the thumb up there. Uh, Thank you, Devin, for producing the show. We're getting out of here. Holler.